Of all the interviews I've had the opportunity to conduct, one of the most memorable took place in 1992 with John Trudell, a Native American poet, author, actor, musician and political activist. Born in 1946, he grew up in small towns near the Santee Sioux Reservation in northern Nebraska. At 17 years of age, he dropped out of high school and joined the US Navy, serving during the early years of the Vietnam War. Back in civilian life, he became involved in Indian activism, serving as the chairman of the American Indian Movement. In becoming a spokesperson for his people, Trudeau found himself in conflict with federal government agencies over their treatment of Native Americans, as Martin Luther King did in fighting for civil rights for African Americans. In 1979, while leading a demonstration in Washington, D.C., during which he burned a U.S. flag in protest at the government's treatment of Native Americans, Trudeau's pregnant wife, his three children and his mother-in-law were killed in a suspicious fire at the home of his wife's parents. While authorities claimed it was accidental, Trudeau believed that the fire was arson meant to threaten and silence him and his activist wife. During our interview, you'll hear John Trudeau speak about this incident. He'll also refer to another Native American, legendary guitarist, songwriter, Jesse Ed Davis. Born in 1944, Davis's friendship with Levon Helm led to a meeting with Leon Russell, who introduced him to session work. His appearance on Taj Mahal's debut album inspired Dwayne Orman to play slide guitar. Some of the acts whose music was embellished by Davis's superb guitar playing included Bob Dylan, Jackson Brown, that's Davis's one-take guitar solo on Dr My Eyes. Eric Clapton, Harry Nilsson, Leonard Cohen, Rod Stewart, Ry Cooter, John Lennon. George Harrison invited him to perform at the 1971 concert for Bangladesh. Tragically, Jesse Ed Davis died in 1988 at the age of 43. Another person Trudeau mentions in the interview is Leonard Peltier, a Native American activist who was convicted and sentenced in 1977 to two consecutive terms of life imprisonment for the murder of two FBI agents during a 1975 conflict. Peltier's indictment and conviction have been the subject of mass controversy. Amnesty International placed his case under the unfair trials category in its 2010 annual report. Peltier became eligible for parole Peltier became eligible for parole in 1993. His next parole hearing will be in 2024, when he'll be 79. The opportunity to speak with John Trudeau presented itself with the belated re-release of his debut album, a.k.a. Graffiti Man. Look, I've played with interest um, the a.k.a. Graffiti Man album that um, the record company have recently released here, but before I ask you about some of the tracks and just a bit about the background of the album because you're virtually unknown in Australia what prompted you to first become involved in the American Indian movement uh, my heritage <laughs> when we my heritage and um, my people were oppressed I had no choice you know it was my it's what was in my mind and my heart my people are not treated right in this country they weren't then and they aren't now and that's what led me into that. Why and how did you make the transition from activist to performer? Uh, well, I spent 10 years, approximately 10 or 11 years, involved in, in what I will call an intensely politically active life. And then in 1979, uh, my family was killed as a result of those things that I was doing. And uh, and it was after that that I, during that t 
time, however long a time it was after that, I had to find another way to live, and I started writing. And it was through the writing that I entered into the area of doing what I'm doing now. It was just something that happened. I didn't plan to write or do these things. It was just when my life changed, this was the way I found out. When you actually started to put music to your poems, what part in that combination did the late Jesse Ed Davis play? He was a very vital, very, very vital part of it. Because uh, without Jack, I, I don't think that I would be doing what I'm doing now if Jesse did not, if, if Jesse hadn't understood, you know, he understood a way to make music with spoken word. He, he he understood a way to take what one would call poems and put them with music in such a way that there's a new a new form of song. And and and, uh, and he came along just at the right time for me on that because he knew how to do that. And and it was through Jesse's blending his music with my words and my voice that started to get me recognition as an artist. down hustling street rag man rag woman paper bags full street age alerts in tenant child's eyes sidewalk playgrounds got to beware junk man's in the shadows stealing his junk beautiful sisters deal themselves around beautiful brothers not so beautiful anymore so much older than the day before ain't everybody tired of being poor Graffiti man's got something to say. Message in the scrawl, message on the wall. Something's wrong, not our fault. We gotta be cool, our time will come. Open spaces in shopping center walls. Middle class man, middle class land. Clean enough to be a family affair. Nice place to take wide-eyed child, control climate, temperate zones. Neat little shops all laid out. Everything for sale by cash or plastic. Price not negotiable, but payment is. Different junk man, different junk. Spend some money, buy some more. Graffiti man's got something to say. Message in a scrawl. Message on the wall. Put on blinders. All the senses. Who's worth more than money they spend? Skyscraper buildings. Corporate corridor. Office suite. Executive board. High finance. Big businessman suit. Not stained by sweat or blood. Using money like perfume water. Sophistication smiles hide stain and decay. Realistic decisions in columns and ledgers. Dividing profits among themselves. Spoils of war are spoils of war, says Junk Man, owner of the junk. Graffiti Man's got something to say. 
message in a scrawl, message on the wall, down with bosses, no more bosses, something's gotta change, something's gotta change. Australia of Jesse Ed Davis. Just briefly give us a bit of his background. Jesse Ed Davis was a Kiowa Indian um, and he's like a, a legendary guitar player. Uh, he was, at his, in his time when he was alive, he was one of the best guitar players in the world. He could play the blues and he could do things with guitars that people, uh, you know, uh, that were very incredible. Uh, he worked with Taj Mahal for years. Um, he he worked with John Lennon, he worked with George Harrison, he worked with Ringo Starr, uh, he worked with Rod Stewart. He was a major studio musician for years and years. Uh, many of the hits that came out in the late 60s, early 70s, Jesse was generally the guitar player on there. He worked with Dylan Jackson Brown. Jesse worked with everyone. Now, um, I'm sorry, go on. No, yeah, right, he had just, yeah, he had, he was an artist. He was, he was actually, to me, he was like a brilliance, a, a musical brilliance. Now, the album that you worked on with him was originally put together in 1985, and I believe that when the, the album first came out, Bob Dylan did a lot to encourage you and to actually help you to promote that record. Just, just tell me a little about that. In 19... In 1985, we recorded our first electric album. We called it AKA Graffiti Man. It was recorded in an eight-track studio in a garage in Culver City, California. And we, and in the, and we shopped it around to the record companies and all of the record companies. The, the, I mean, the A&R people liked it and all of that, but in the boardrooms, all of the bosses, they couldn't understand it. So they said, you know, so nobody wanted to touch it. So we just released it ourselves. We made a label called the Peace Company and just released it, just however we could. And and Dylan got a copy of it when we first put it out. And and he really liked it. And he was doing this Rolling Stone interview, uh, and he gave us a lot of mention in the interview. He really he really said many many good things about the album and about what Jesse and I were doing. So you know, and that helped to draw a lot of attention. And then on his concert tours that year, uh, he would play our our album at the, during the musical intermissions, during the, the breaks, he, he would play our, our album. And then, and that was in 86, and then in maybe January of 87, he came to some of our shows, helped draw attention to us. 
Baghdad, dancers of death, murder in the air with the next breath. Macho queens selling war makers toys, raining destruction, good old boys. Death bringer in Queen George's eyes, read his lips, war maker lies. Religious rites, revenging sword. Thou shalt kill in the name of the Lord. The sheep and the cattle can't keep from milling. Some are more than ready, some aren't willing. Volunteering in what they're not dying for. The young Republican guard crying for war. Free speech, as free as it's thought. Controlled behavior reacts as it's taught. Fighting for peace, can't comprehend. Hate out of love is violent pretend. Vampires drinking blood and oil cocktails. Their violence works, it hardly ever fails. When blind man can't see, he believes blind. Blind obedience is the child of mindless mind. New world order is an old world lie. Fighting for peace, see how they die. Dragging in God as they turn violent. God says nothing, he just remains silent. Stop madmen from running loose. Mother Earth woman can't take the abuse. Living right now is living for tomorrow. Time is saying there's no more time to borrow. Vampires drinking blood and oil cocktails. Their violence works, it hardly ever fails. Bombs over Baghdad, dancers of death. Murder in the air, with the next breath. Macho queens selling war makers' toys. Rain in destruction. of death over Baghdad dancers of death Bombs over Baghdad dancers of death Bombs over Baghdad dancers of death Bombs over So why has it taken seven years for the album to get um, a, a full release? 
Well, <laughs> that's that's the record industry, right? <laughs> Not a lot of creativity operating out of the boardrooms of, of the music industry. Basically, the music industry is more interested at this point in mass producing certain sounds, you know, that really don't have a lot to do with consciousness. They're just sounds. And they're very interested in that type of a thing because it's a very profit-maximizing thing to them, I guess. Um, uh, but who can figure them out? I can't. Now, in, it took a long time. In, in the years approaching the release of the album, of course, Jesse Ed Davis died. Um, is that where Jackson Brown came in to finish the album with you? I had, I had had my working relationship with Jackson. I mean, Jackson's my friend. I've known Jackson for years and years, way before I started the music. And when I went off and started working with Jesse and making records and doing our musical form, uh, and after Jesse died, then I, I started working with Mark Shark. And he and I continued what Jesse and I were doing. Uh, when it came time to put an album together for national distribution, then we, I went to Jackson. Yes, I went to Jackson to have him help us put it together. And Mark Shark is also a guitar player. Pardon? Mark Shark is also a guitar player. Yes, he is. He, he's, the, he's the one that writes the music now. Who are the central characters in the song, What He'd Done? Who are the central characters in the song, What He'd Done? Mm, are they real people you're talking about? Sure, they're real people. You know some of them. <laughs> Everybody knows some of them, don't they? Yeah, I, I guess so. Are they, are they based on people that you did actually know? They're based upon the behavior patterns, right? I mean, they're based upon people I know. Mm. But I mean, but think about it. Everybody knows this. Everybody knows somebody like this, right? Unfortunately, that's true. That's very true. See, well, that's what this song is based upon. It's based upon the reality of that behavior pattern. Mm. Uh, the, the, the vocal support for you on what he'd done comes from Chris Christopherson and Renee Geyer. Did you realize that Renee Geyer is an Australian? Oh, yes, no, I understand that. <laughs> and she really does a good job on that song. <laughs> She's a great singer, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. And she just really makes that song happen. I mean, you know, adding her and Chris in there just, like, really works well. Thunderbolt, 
lightning strike in her sky. Little girl tears in this woman's eyes. She tried finding all those words of expression. How to explain these feelings beyond depression? A true man, a true man's love, is it too much to ask? Her reach for peace on earth as shattered glass. betrayed while she saw their love as special didn't he know what he'd done pulling trigger to this gun like a shot through her heart the pain leaves her stunned twisting hard she questioned had she done something wrong is it really all her fault she always tried and tried girl and woman no realities of commitments she made to this man, to this love, to this bond, to their song. Each time she thinks, it hurts the worst. 
I believe you toured in the US with Midnight Oil during 1988. How did those performances go? They went good. They were. It was a real learn. It was our first tour, and it was a real learning experience for us. I really enjoyed working with the oils. We worked with the Midnight Oil and, and Yachty Yindi, and, and I really liked both groups. I mean, you know, I have a, I have a, a great respect for the oils and for Yacht too, both. Now, you've recently appeared in two movies, both directed by the Englishman Michael Apted, that have a similar theme. Could you just briefly tell me about those films? Well, one, one film is called Incident at Oglala, and it's a documentary. The second film is called Thunderheart, and it's a fiction. It's a movie. Um, and they're, 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 the documentary is a documentary about the American Indian movement, about the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, about Leonard Peltier, and about how the government, about what the government, the American government did to the political voice that was coming out of this community and, and what happened in the 70s and the framing of Leonard Peltier. And so the documentary goes through that historical time and it's a documentary about that. Thunderheart, the movie, is a fictionalized version of that documentary in some ways. Now, um, Peltier was jailed, wasn't he, in the mid-70s um, for the murder of two FBI agents, but a lot of people believe that he got an unfair trial. Is there any possibility that the movies will get him another chance to uh, press his case again? Well, I think that they'll help. They, they help, help, help us in that direction. Because, you know, I mean, uh, yes, I think that they can help us. Now, I don't know what the result's going to be. You know, we need some time to pass to see. But, but, they, but they have helped to bring a lot of awareness to his situation. Look, I know you've got some more interviews to do, so I won't keep you any longer. Let me just say you've made a very powerful album, and it's going to be a pleasure for me to be able to play some of the music for our friends here in Melbourne, Australia, and thank you so much for your time tonight. Hey, I really appreciate that. I, I really like it that you like the music. That's really great, man. <laughs> Thanks again, John. Thank you for, and I thank you for interviewing me, man. <laughs> okay. Good luck, John. Ta-da, right. mate. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Yeah. Listen to the skies, listen to the sound Something on the land, something going down Down pressers speeding by life Beaver's heart, burning rivers to cross Walls of Babylon, material noise Thinking they've touched the moon Freedom takes a rocket blast Just another day, like yesterday Woman like you, times like this, all that's real connects to you. Happy medicine, making me smile, seeing you laugh, getting so near, rocking our hearts, rocking the reds. Carrying on like he ain't been gone. War makers back, back in town. His notion taking care of us, not same as, not even close. Not even close to our notion of taking care of us. Nowhere to hide, nowhere to run. Got no job and prices going up. Boy makers back in town. Just another day like yesterday. 
nothing to risk. No chance we're gonna ever give up. Together we'll dance our personal dance. Sweet starts surrendering only to each other. These days holding tonight, holding on tight. Rocking our hearts, rocking the reds. December of 2015 at the age of 69. The movies and documentary you talked about are to be found on YouTube, along with a more recent documentary, Indians That Rock the World. I'm Billy Pennell. Thanks for joining me on The Music Show. Take care of each other and love the music. <laughs>